0: Is your little one starting daycare and you have to label all their items? Do you need to keep track of all the water bottles at home? Do you wanna help your toddler know left from right on their shoes? Look no further. Enter name bubbles. Founder and president, Michelle Branderis, launched Name Bubbles as a way to help parents stay organized. After her experience of sending her son off to daycare only to discover half the things she packed for him didn't return home, she resorted to the tape and permanent marker method. (sighs) To her dismay, the tape either peeled or fell off in the dishwasher. This quick fix solution didn't cut it, and with her son's severe nut allergy, she knew she needed to keep track of his things. The outcome? She discovered a new way to label and NameBubbles.com was born. Today, it's been more than 15 years in the business. NameBubbles is loved by parents worldwide and parent owned and operated. The brand ensures it's non-toxic through third-party testing. And the labels are dishwasher safe, laundry safe, microwave safe, and freezer safe. I know my kids especially love the unicorn and dino designs. I appreciate that all their steel bottles have labels that remain intact and laundry is a breeze since the names don't wash off. Thank you, Name Bubbles, for keeping me and my household and kiddos organized. Use my code MOMSENSE to receive 25% off at NameBubbles.com. The code is MOMSENSE, M-O-M-S-E-N-S-E, to receive 25% off at namebubbles.com. Happy labeling. Hello, everyone. I want to start with a little story. How many of you remember when your little one was ready to start daycare and one of the first notifications you got was, make sure you label everything? And that means the little diaper bags, the water bottles, the lunch bags, uh, their clothes, their shoes, everything. I know I was scrambling to find an easy way to do this and the founder who I'm interviewing today, in fact, solved this problem for herself and for families nationwide. Her name is Michelle Brandris and she is the founder of Name Bubbles. Michelle's career journey encompassed environmental consulting, fine arts, marketing, e-commerce and advertising before motherhood inspired her to launch Name Bubbles in 2009. Focused on enhancing label aesthetics and reliability, the company now provides top quality, personalized waterproof labels for daycare, camp and school use. Michelle values employee morale, a robust business model, and cost consciousness, which fosters the best product possible. Name Bubbles has flourished into a global enterprise, earning accolades and the 2017 US SBA Excellence in Small Business Award. Michelle's dedication is recognized in marquee Who's Who Top Executives, and she's a founding member of the Women Presidents Organization's Troy Rensselaer. Technology Valley chapter. She actively contributes to charitable causes through the Name Bubbles Giving Program. Michelle, it is a joy to have you on that Soul Mom Sense today. Well, thank you for having me. I do appreciate being here. And I want to just share with the audience how we met. We met at Mom 2.0, which is a nationwide summit that happens every year. And it's been going on for over a decade now. And I love that, you know, as a creator myself, I get access to the founders of all these brands, especially in the kids and parenting space. And it was so wonderful meeting you. And I think, you know, when you, want to support a brand, you're also supporting a woman behind it. And you being the brainchild of name bubbles, it's like every time I'm sticking a label on a lunchbox or a sweatshirt, I'm like, thank you, Michelle.
1: Well, thank you. and I love that you said that. Mom 2.0 was fantastic. And really that was my first time in so long and coming out of COVID and getting there and meeting other moms. And hearing their stories, so I it was so nice to meet you, and um, thank you for the introduction.
0: Yes, of course. Well, I want everyone to get to know you a little better. So, what better place to start than with your childhood? Would you say you were a born entrepreneur? No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. Um, I do have traits. I think that are really important to be successful in business. But as a child, I was definitely more socially minded. I was more into sports. I, you know, if I could redo it all, I would have focused on school a hundred percent. And that was not my, that was not what I was interested in. I hate to say that I always played sports and I was always competitive that way, but I also have a stubborn streak and that was part of my childhood. So when people say you need to have some grit to start a business, that's that stubborn streak where I never lost that. And you're not gonna win all the time. You're you're gonna have to, you know, get up and do it again and and think about it, like where can I improve? And I think that those knocks growing up prepared me. But I don't think I saw the entrepreneur side of me until I was in the workforce. And then I was like,
0: wait, all these people are doing it. Why can't I? That's when it clicked. What are some life lessons that your parents imparted to you?
1: So I remember I was late for practice. My mom would always say like, don't be late, don't be late. And I remember I fell on my bike and this is going to sound so harsh. I'm I'm sure my mom's not going to be happy hearing this, but I got home and I'd fallen on my bike and skinned knees, skinned skinned elbows. And she looked at me, she goes, why weren't you here? And I'm like, I fell, I need to clean up. She goes, you're late, get to practice. (laughs) So I remember thinking to myself as I went to practice and I'm all skinned up, she was right. You know, I was rushing, I was trying to get home. I was trying, you know, it was, it was I just lost track of time as a child. So I think it was just the follow through where she was really making sure that I we all followed through with what we were going to do or things that you commit with. I think the other thing is at dinner every night, this sounds kind of strange, but I don't know if you do the high-low. Oh, yeah, we do. That was such a great memory because it allowed you to talk about what were the things that were impacting you in a negative way. And a lot of times kids, you know, you only talk about the good things. Well, Mm -hmm. you you don't learn from the good things. You learn from the struggles. You learn from the things that set you back and then also listening to your siblings what was their high low? What, okay, what were the things that made them smile, but also what impacted them, and where are they coming from? And it it taught me to be empathetic of how they were and how their day was. Those were the two big lessons I think I took away. Um, just to kind of in my life now with my son, um, making sure you know he does the follow through and he he's committed to the things he said he would do.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. And I think those are really great lessons to pass on. And, you know, just kind of keeping the lines of communication open is so critical because your, your kids want to feel like they are safe and loved and understood by you every day. And so creating that as a ritual is really, really important. We have something similar. We do um, Rose, Thorn, and Bud. Oh, and nice. So, yeah. Rose is, you know, your high point of the day. Thorn is you're not so high point, you're challenging. And then the bud is what you're looking forward to for tomorrow. I love um, that. That's yeah. a nice thing because that would
1: save me from going, have you looked on your calendar for tomorrow?
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah. It, it just, it'll effortlessly come out. It's like, okay, yeah, I, I know I have that meat or I have that game. Yes. Yes. Um, prepare for. And now let's get into, you know, when you joined the workforce and you spent many, many years in, in advertising, how did that experience shape you into being mindful of how consumers think and how did it teach you how to innovate and problem solve? I had worked for a couple of startups before I went into advertising. So
1: going through those very risky startups and, and They closed down. They didn't make it. But I remember watching and learning and just going, "Oh, I wouldn't do that." But I was not in a position to make those decisions. I was in a in a a supportive role, so you don't have you don't get to make the calls. I had really thought about getting into the label business. I need to talk to my husband. Explaining it to him was like, "I can do this. The advertising background. I know how to propose this. I know what moms would want. They want, you know." interesting designs, a high quality product, making sure it you know makes their day easier. So you're not doing the masking tape and the Sharpie markers. And the other interesting thing was there was a group in Canada, a company in Canada doing it, and then a company in Australia doing it. And I was ordering from these companies in other countries. And I'm like, wait, there's there were very small players in the US and that's when I told my husband there's no one in the US market that's a that's a US company you know other companies are coming into the US space this is the perfect opportunity you know it's a case study it's there it, this will work i want to say it took him 3 months or so of me constantly this is this is doable this is doable and it's so scary to leave a good job. It's so scary yes. to say, I'm walking away from a salary and I'm dipping into savings. Yes. Um, so it's, it's not easy. And having worked for, um, having worked for startups that didn't make it, you're like, okay, I'm going to be a startup. So that, that was, I see, again, I was okay with it. He really struggled with it. So I went, for him, it was like, okay, how long will it take for you to make as much money as your salary? Three years. Let's give it three years.
0: And then that, that it worked out. So wow, thank goodness. Yeah, no. And I think you really have to have, you know, that level of self-assuredness And conviction, and that this is going to work out. I just, and I mean, I've read your story. I know that you were using masking tape and a Sharpie in the beginning, and it was like, okay, this, there has to be a better way and a more foolproof way and a more aesthetic way to do this. And so you just came up with it. Okay, tell us now how you took this product to launch, because where do you even begin? to find (laughs) your suppliers and, you know, and, and make sure that this is a entirely U.S. based operation.
1: Exactly. So it was really important to me to have the best product possible. I see it as a luxury product. You know, it is more expensive than other stickers you can have or other labels. I wanted ours to be as attractive as possible, and as dependable as possible. So I really started looking at the material and wanting them to also be safe too. And I didn't want to get anything coming from China. I wanted to make sure that anything that was vinyl, I wanted to make sure it was sourced from a good company here in the US. And ultimately, I started working with 3M and spoke to their lab started working with their material. And that's how I found the adhesive that I liked. Then the other thing was once I found the material, I had it tested. So making sure that it passed all the toxicity t- tests just because these are going on children's products. It took time. It took time. I want to say it took probably about six months to really find the material I was happy with that was something that was hard because you have so many setbacks and that's where the stubborn part of me and the grit really came in. So you're going to have setbacks and things are going to go, nope, this isn't working. Expect it. You have to expect it.
0: You just keep going and you get up and you make it happen. So this is also in like the, do you have a factory that you operate out of and yeah, I
1: call it, I do call it the Bubble Factory. Um, yeah, so it's 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 Name Bubbles, but I do call it that. The interesting thing that was so fun with this building many years ago when I first started, they were offset printers. And that's where I got my first Name Bubbles covers from. Was from this print shop. Wow. They, yeah, they ended up consolidating and now they're down in Albany about an hour away, but when I purchased this building, I, it was just kind of it was, it was so neat for me because it was that full circle. It was where I got my first covers, my first, you know, marketing piece or brochure that I put in with the labels. And now we're actually here making the labels from the same building. So that's my cool. Yeah, yes, really yes, yes.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's just the universe at play. And it's wonderful. I want to show some of the labels. These are ones that are my name. And I love that I have my own that I can put on my water bottle or journals or things that I kind of tote around. And then this is an example of one my son chose. His name is Shrey, and he loves dinos. And I think it's just the cutest thing that, you know, it's it's literally his little stamp on his possessions because You know, he gets to see something that brings him joy all the time and he'll point to it and say, this one is the Stegosaurus, mama, this one's the Triceratops nice. and and it's just, it's the cutest thing. And I think that's so important for kids to have that connection.
1: <laughs> it, it's great. I have heard from moms through the years at daycare, kids would, you know, they know they, like I have some here too. Like, so this one's like Harper, but she would know that's her llama and that's the yes. blue label. So they could identify their things again, helping avoid those messy or the mix-ups. You want to avoid the germy mix-ups. So so it's nice. It's nice for the kids to know which one's theirs because a lot of the sippy cups can look alike or or items. So it is it is important. And I, I do have to say after COVID, you know, just the business is so big now. It just has grown exponentially to avoid those germy mix-ups and making sure that everyone's lunch items are going home to the right person and especially daycare.
0: Right. I actually want to touch on COVID because I think, you know, those are unforeseen circumstances. And if you are an entrepreneur or a startup, it's something that you have to brace yourself for. You just, you never know, you know, and whether it's a recession or, you know, some sort of um, phenomenon that can throw uh, things off kilter for a business, like you have to be prepared. So tell us about COVID and you know how you kind of weathered that oh, challenging time. I, I weathered it definitely. Weathered. It. I, I felt about five years older
1: after we came out of COVID. Yeah. Um, yeah. So name bubbles is a seasonal business. So year-round, people order labels for daycare, also for for nursing homes and basic family things. But the high season is camp through back to school. So when COVID came to New York, uh, we had to close down and we closed down at the end of our down season or our low season going into our high season. So we closed down for six weeks and then what we immediately did was pivot. Okay. What essential products can we print and get out there so we can do this carefully? So if, if immediately the business admin uh, customer service and marketing are working from home, and then here what we did because the the facility, the operations facility, is fairly large. We'd stagger people, maybe two people in the big space wearing masks, making sure. Uh, that they had the proper masks and that everything was, was good and safe. So they were the only ones allowed in the building was the the team who would actually make the product. But also, as you can imagine, kids are not going to camp and they're not going to school and they're not yeah. going to take care. Yeah, so, exactly.
0: They're all at home.
1: Yes. Yeah, so pretty much overnight, the business dried up and it was really like Wow, and I immediately had offers to buy the business at this time. I think mm-hmm. I had three, three offers at that time, and you know, you think about it because you don't know how long this is going to last. That that stubborn side of me, no way, no way, I'm not selling right now. Very very thankful for the government helping with PPP because I was able to keep everybody on staff. I provide health care for my employees. The last thing you want to do is let people go and then they don't have health care in the middle of a pandemic. And you know, we're a close-knit group here. We care about each other. So PPP happened. I took money out of savings and to make sure we could get by, it was tight. It was really yeah. tight. So for 2 years it was tough. So took enough money out of savings and the PPP helped. Then coming out of COVID, it was a boom it was because everyone wanted to to avoid the mix-ups and avoid getting things, you know, lost. And it just it was also very stressful because you're managing supply chain issues. You're also managing the space. We still had to make sure that people were properly spaced and mm-hmm. had had masks on. You know, I did. We did go by what the CDC said and what New York State recommended. And that's what we did do as a company. And I would give incentives for people to have shots for the vaccinations. Uh, Some people opted not to, so they continued to wear a mask. So we did that and we'd stagger people. So if people were in customer service, two people there would be one person who would come in and then the other person would work from home. In the operations, things were still slower when we first got back. So we were able to space people out. Eventually, that next year, um, when kids were all going back to camp and school, we were able to have a full full facility. And thank goodness I was able to keep everyone because then we were ready to go. The hardest part was
0: was managing the supply chain issue. That was the hardest part. Well, tell us about your team because I am sure it's just so fun working with you.
1: (laughs) I actually have an amazing group of people and you know i have an employee who's been with me for 15 years i have several employees who who have been with me for over you know 10 years so we're looking at 12 or 13 years so people who started working with me right after college and now they're in vp leadership positions so you know going through the company The WPO, I ended up reading a book in that group called Traction and Traction has really helped me. It's like EOS, entrepreneur operating systems, and that's how we run. I hired, after COVID, I hired a coach to come in and really get the the leadership team to a place where I'm now delegating. It's like delegate and elevate, and I'm not calling the shots anymore anymore you know, people are stepping into these leadership roles and they're doing amazing, fantastic job. There's actually something called the Michelle folder. I don't know when you speak to entrepreneurs where they can really distract yeah. the management team. <laughs> so it's called the Michelle folder and they'll stick my ideas in the Michelle folder. And if it makes sense, they pull them out. Um, so, cause the last thing they need is me getting us off track. You know, we have goals that we want to meet. We want to simplify and improve so things get out faster. If it's going to be, you know, new equipment, uh, a new way our website's working. So we've got some really big projects right now on how to automate things. Are are the products better? Are there more designs to choose from? Is the website easier to use? And how fast is the shipping out? You know, The only thing we can't control is the mail. You know, that's the only thing we can't. But everything else here, we're like, okay, we can improve this and make this better. Families are now happening here. So it's really fun to watch. Like, you know, my son is, you know, getting older. I have to hide labels on his thing. So, because he's like, oh, mom, I'm too old for a label.
0: <laughs> I'm like, no, you're not. Um, yeah, I know. It's, you can use it in college and beyond. <laughs> so, but, you know,
1: watching other people here with their kids and having them go through the process of daycare and preschool. It's really special. It's really special. So I feel like it really has become a family. We were already close, but COVID really, it really did bring us together.
0: Yes, that really was a silver lining. I I wanted to just touch on your role as a parent because you're a co-CEO of your household too. And now that your son's a teenager, what is that like? Can you tell us how that relationship has evolved from, uh, many of us have kids in daycare, what we can expect?
1: Yes. Okay. So I am a goofball. I'm really goofy, but I'm very strict when it comes to school. And I think that's because I didn't take it seriously as a child. So I'm the parent who's always checking and you better not have a zero or you're not playing video games. So that's me. He really is like the nicest kid. I'm just so lucky. He's not like a social butterfly at all. He doesn't care about parties. He doesn't care about things. He, he's really low key, but he's, he's into sports. That was one thing I wanted to make sure. So he did competitive rowing for a long time and then out, then he was like, you know, I think I want to run and then switched over the, the winter of his junior year to running and loves it. And I have to say that has been tremendous. The coaches are amazing. The team's amazing. It's just a really supportive, supportive sport. So, out there, if your child gets cut from any sport, because they kind of start getting cut when they're, you know, getting older, maybe from the soccer team or baseball, have them get into running. It is just, mm. just gets them out and about, and it just it's so awesome. It's such a great sport. Ski racing as well. My, that was my husband, competitive ski racer. Um, so he had to, yeah, well, but Cooper's like me. He doesn't want to fall. <laughs> he doesn't want to hurt himself. Yeah. And he was like, Mom, I really don't know if, I, and I was, I was a little scared when these kids start flying when they get older.
0: Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I'm the same. It's like if I'm on wheels or ice, or I like I'm nervous as hell.
1: (laughs) So when he's like, I kind of want to just do it for fun. I I'm like, I love that idea. So I had to break to my husband, no more, no more skiing, no more racing. I think as a co-parent at home, my husband's been retired since Cooper was in second grade. You know, and I don't know if this would be great for everybody out there but really having a parent home for your, your child, you know, or flexible schedule. And we really looked at it all. And, you know, kind of looked at the numbers. Can we do this? You know, does this make sense? I thought it really did. And my, my husband was older and I'm like, you guys are buddies go on your, if it's a snow day, go skiing, you know, don't, we just looked at the numbers. We're like, wow. Okay. This is more, this is more important to us um, this time. And I'm so happy that we did that. I mean, there were times I was jealous because, you know, I wasn't there on those memories and I kind of missed out. I just feel like now when you have a high schooler, they they want to be by themselves. Like you are not cool anymore. So take it all in. All those snuggles. All those you know the good night hugs and reading a book. Do it all while you can, because at a certain point they're like, okay, I'm going to my room now. And then you have to like basically bang down their door to get in there. My everyone I hear everyone that talks to me about it like they're like, well oh, they'll come back, but it's it's tough right now. You know he's a senior in high school and. He's, he's ready. And I, maybe it's biological. So kids, you know, they get ready to move out on their own. Yes. I'm thinking that might be it because I never thought my son would ever turn down a hug. And now he's like, oh, mom. So <laughs> it's <you> know, <laughs> so and it, it's heartbreaking. So we're just yeah. letting everyone know it is heartbreaking. And um, it's okay. It's part of life. Right. And he'll come back. So I did get a puppy. I don't know if you'll ever see her name. I call her Margo or Go-Go. She she might be on our Instagram here or there. But yeah, I did get a puppy because I was going crazy. Yeah, you
0: have that affection. I was following my son around and it wasn't going to (laughs) happen. That's so cute. You know, it's a rite of passage and we have to just look back at our own life. And it's like, we have been there and done that. And so Mm -hmm. now it's our kid's turn and they will... Definitely come back around. And I think in adulthood, you establish a certain companionship with your kids. And I, I am already thinking about that and looking forward to that. That relationship is just so sacred. Mm-hmm. Tell us about a mom sense moment that you had. And, you know, everyone who listens to the show knows exactly what the segment is. It's a time where you trusted your intuition. And it steered you on the right path when it came to Cooper.
1: When my son was in first, second grade, Cooper's very smart, but on a social side, it was harder for him and it was challenging. And it's one of those things when, when you don't have more than one. So I didn't have another child to compare him to. So I just really had to watch and intuitively see what, what he needed. What he needed was support really to kind of help with socializing, social cues, and really getting him that help. and The earlier, the better. Uh, so he could really not, he would be parallel playing, was not involved, socializing with other kids, and really kind of helping him get that bridge. And I think especially after COVID too, you know, where kids are, in the rooms or on the computers and on, you know, on their phones. He, I would luckily, he does not like social media. He's totally anti social media. I am, I think that, that that, was my biggest thing is just like, okay, it might be helpful to get him a little help in that area. And I'm so glad I did. It made all the difference. And is there a quote that you live by Mark Twain? And it's um, like continuous improvement is, is better than perfection. And Mm. that's kind of my thing. Like, you know, there's so many times in business where you want things to be perfect. No, (laughs) don't do it. Nothing (laughs) is ever perfect. You know, refine and just continuously looking how do I make this better? How do I simplify the process? How do I predict things? You know, and the structure and putting structure in place. But I I think that's it. And it's funny because. I don't know if you've noticed this as you do it in your business, a lot of times you repeat it in your household, and yeah. which is really fantastic. I, I find that to be really rewarding, being able to kind of see as things are improving in business, they're also improving in the household. Mm-hmm. But um, it's important for us not to have to feel like things have to be perfect. Just do your best.
0: And where can my listeners find you and Name Bubbles? Sure. So,
1: namebubbles.com. Everything is online. You order online. The team will make your selection, create your product, and then ship it out directly to you. And that's where you can find us.
0: Excellent. And you have been so gracious to extend a code. It's MomSense for 25% off your order. Definitely check that out, namebubbles.com. And Michelle, you are a delight. I'm so glad we got this time to get to know you better Thank because, you. yes, it's so, it's so wonderful when you see a brand that resonates and that you believe in and you use and then to hear the founder's story and how she had that aha moment like now we're invested and we're we're with you for the long haul so congratulations oh. on all your success
1: thank you kanika i really appreciate it this was so great I, it's so
0: fun to talk to another mom and a business owner so i do appreciate it Don't we all just love a heartwarming founder story? It was so wonderful to be able to connect with Michelle Brandris at Mom 2.0 and then feature her on That's Total Mom Sense. And I am a big fan of the products and even more so now that I know that it was a mother who was in need that solved a problem for us all. Here are the labels here. I... I love them. The kids love that they picked dinos and unicorns, and then these are mine. Do check them out at namebubbles.com and use my code MOMSENSE to receive 25% off your order. As always, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. That's Total MomSense wherever you listen. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, and YouTube Podcasts. You can learn more about my guests on my website, thatstotalmomsense.com. And if you have a pitch for a show, email me at thatstotalmomsense at gmail.com. Remember, always trust your mom sense and dad sense. Stay strong, super parents. I'll see you soon. That's Total Mom Sense.